This episode of The Patch is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use offer code PATCH11. That's PATCH and the numbers 1 and 1. This episode of The Patch is brought to you by the Mighty Quest for Epic Loot. Build your own castle, plunder your friends, become the richest man in opulencia, and never forget to brag about it. Buy a double O Founders Pack now for early access to the beta plus tons of exclusives. Visit www.themightyquest.com for more details. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the patch. I've moved chairs. It's Gus, Ryan, Ashley, Gus. So I've got a bunch of things. I set up a a bunch of uh, things here to talk about. All right. The first of which, we're talking about current gen while we're... Okay. Just to get started. Uh, PS3 announced that they have officially shipped 80 million consoles worldwide. So... I believe the Xbox, the article I read said the Xbox 360 hit that number just in September. Yeah, well, um, the one I read was October last month. Either way, just barely hit it. Right. But the, mm-hmm. um, one of the distinctions there is that the PlayStation released it like a year later. Yeah, definitely. So they caught up a lot faster. They have, although um, early in the year, I think in January, PS3 mm-hmm. um, passed 360. So oh. I guess 360 at some point between then and, and September, October. Uh, sort of took the lead back, and now they're, like, neck and neck. It's exciting. It's like a horse race. Yeah. And they're both, of course, well behind the Wii, which it, is sitting which comfortably is at 100 million. million. Somewhere in there, the Crazy. Xbox released that, that new refresh of the, the system, so that may have driven up a little bit of sales, which right? Which refresh of the system? Uh, you know, the latest <laughs> like one that's billion. itty-bitty. The, oh, okay. the latest one that the kind e. of ma- yeah, the one that, the e, that the matches the... Yeah, the yeah. That's, like, that's the new one that matches the look of the Xbox One. Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, the, the one thing... I mean, I don't care what the console really looks like for the most part. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I really like about the E compared to the S is the fact that the eject button is no longer that touch-sensitive thing <laughs> on the top. Because when you're sitting up close to it with, like, a games case or something, uh-huh. you always invariably end up hitting that eject button. I just don't understand how that got through testing. Like, the, but like actual, like, real people using it, nine times out of ten, you push that button and you go... God damn it. <laughs> no one wants to hit it. I mean, I guess devil's advocate, not you, most people aren't sitting a foot away from their Xbox. I mean, <clears throat> the games case is a really specially bad because you have to reach over the Xbox to get to the volume controls yeah. or the power on the TV. So you especially have to be careful there. But in most cases, the Xbox is across the room. It's sitting on a shelf. But yeah. even even so, I've almost <laughs> never hit it intentionally. It's like, oh, always, yeah. like you know, trying to change an input on the TV or adjust something, and suddenly there, your Xbox is punching you yeah. in the stomach with a disc, <laughs> and you worry that you just burned out the drive. It's yeah. the worst. Yeah, in fact, it, it just happened right before uh, we went live here. Um, in the control room, someone had set down uh, like a cup of iced coffee in front of their Xbox, <laughs> accidentally brushed the eject, turned around, and didn't <gasps> notice that the drive was ejecting, and the drive started pushing the coffee <laughs> over. And Blaine lost the ability to speak, he just started going, hup, 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 and he had to like run over and grab it before it fell on someone's uh, keyboard. Yeah, nice. there's, there's a time when language fails. Yeah. Coffee about to fall all over electronics, that's one of the Immediate times. problem, fix, fix, fix. Um, so the Wii, going back here to talk about yep. existing generation console, uh, the Wii officially stopped production in mm-hmm. Japan, correct? Now there's yep. only the Wii U, but they're releasing this Wii Mini in the U.S. now. That's going to ruin so many Christmases. I know. I just picture parents going to like a game store and be like, I want the new Wii to get it as a Christmas present. <laughs> thinking they're of like, getting oh, a it's Wii $99. U. That's fantastic. Yeah, and uh, on Christmas morning, they're, they're going to have no idea. Christmas morning, there's going to be a kid who's like, we already have this. <laughs> <laughs> they sold 100 million of these already. We I have mean, three. Yeah. Would you argue the Wii U's even really made it to the level of current gen? I mean, it's still so far behind at a hardware level. I mean, I guess they're finally up to HD. Good yeah. for them. Well, the Wii was on par. I mean, it was considered the same generation as Xbox. Even at the time, though, no one really gave it a lot of credit. It's you know, it's like, oh, Nintendo's just doing their thing. That's true, but Nintendo is still kind of doing their thing. Yeah, I mean, it's like, not they, even part they, of generations of console anymore. They've broken off into their own thing it, completely. It's, it's almost like it's become, and, and this is going to sound like a dumb thing to say. It's the platform for playing Nintendo games. Like well, there that's are like no, the dumb yeah, thing that's to true. Say, Gus. There, there aren't. There's like such little third party <laughs> support. It's like. I'm buying the Wii just to play Mario, Zelda, you know. And you can probably be sure you're going to get one of those titles every now and again yeah. for the life of the console. Yep. It, it is true. There's very few third-party, like, really breakout success titles for Wii. The one was mm-hmm. Scribble Scribblenauts, maybe. Mm. 
Yeah. You know, but but in comparison to like every other con- like platform, mm-hmm. just nothing. Well, yeah, I mean, there was even that story. I, we talk about it all the time about the the last version of Madden. I think that they made for the Wii that sold only like thirty thousand <laughs> copies, <laughs> despite the fact they have a hundred million units sold. It's like you know, it, people aren't going to want to support that. It's just not what you want to play Madden on. It's what yeah. you want to play Mario on. Right. And so you know, in in they're really good at their first party stuff. They're really good at it. It's just like all of. All the other stuff, they're not. They're yeah, not the motion games, controls yeah. are really counterintuitive for a lot of third-party games. So if they're trying to take a game that worked on consoles that have a traditional controller and shoehorn it into the motion control world, it just yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, of course. So you mentioned in news the other day that Miyamoto is not going to be overseeing the next Mario game? No, no. He wants to work on, he said, like, lower-profile, like, new stuff. He wants to do, you know, new projects. I mean, he did Pikmin, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but that... It hasn't done well on Wii U, not the way it did on GameCube. Oh, so good on GameCube. <laughs> uh, but he wants to work on, I guess, other stuff. And he was saying that it's not impossible that he will be the like the principal, like creator on a new franchise before hmm. you know he's done with Nintendo, which I think is really cool. Tired I mean, of Mario after thirty years? Ah, all right. I guess he deserves a break. <laughs> well, I'm sure. He, I mean. When, you, when you're someone like that in that position, I'm sure you create a team. You know, how hands-on has he been right. with the last couple right. of titles? Yeah, I'm sure, you know, there's he's worked on it, but I'm sure, you know, there's the team there ready to take over the work mm-hmm. and do the, the brunt of it. Well, and he did say he'd still be, like, you know, keeping an eye on it. <laughs> but that he, he, exactly, he's got, a, there's a great team working on it, and he trusts them. Yeah. To, to do a good job. I so. wonder if he's maintained like a scuttle power where he can come back and just shut it down if he's not happy with it. I'm sure. You think so? Oh, oh positively. I'm sure he has enough clout. He uh, just walks in and says his name and that means they turn off the lights like, <laughs> Miyamoto! <laughs> <laughs> it's like a built-in kill switch in all the computers. Like he says like a special code word and everything just like formats and erases. Like, start over. <laughs> Super Mario 2! Um... <laughs> 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 um it's the one uh, no one liked. I loved Super Mario too, with floaty I, princess and jumpy Luigi. I think and, that's but hey, why, guess what? We've still got we've got floaty princess and jumpy Luigi. They've just been right. refined, but they come from that background. I think that's what I like. So they come the from back- the background of a non Mario game. That was a kung fu game that got stolen. No, it was a uh, wasn't it like a uh, about a Middle Eastern prince? I think. Sure. All right. Uh, anyway, anyway. Prince of Persia. Now it's about plumbers. No. <laughs> Who cares? It's all about the same thing, really. But but I liked that game at the time because uh-huh. you finally had like. You know, the, the choice you made in protagonist actually uh-huh. meant something in the game. Like, Super Mario Brothers were just like, am I going to be the... Green or red? Or green player sprite. One, yeah. two. Exactly the same. You know, this one, you could... I loved Toad. I loved picking up the turnips really fast and throwing them. I mean, I, I missed later iterations of the game somewhere, I think, when it went to 64. That was the la- you know, last time I played one. Was there ever again that idea of picking your character to have any kind of relevance in the game? Uh, Mario Kart. Well, yeah, okay. Well, and in the new ones, um, de- the character you choose is, depends on how the game, the level plays out. Uh-huh. Again, Luigi can jump a lot. He jumps a lot higher, mm-hmm. but is slightly less precise about it. Okay. And Peach floats. That's what I hated So it's about. back. I hated that about Luigi in Super Mario 2. He's so imprecise on <laughs> the jumps. Anytime I pl- tried to play a level as Luigi, I always fell in the fucking pit. Fuck <laughs> oh, that. <laughs> um... I guess we're on a Nintendo kick here. Did you see the thing that Guy made? Uh, he made, like, this little the, hardware device. To get the, uh, the shiny to Pokemon. To get shiny Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a Pokemon, Pokemon guy. I can't even not do Pokemon it. Master. I'm not a big fan of that. But, man, that guy, props to him. That was impressive. I'm re- I, so, I want to well, build he, one he of those now just to do it. Real fast, I just like what he noticed. Yeah. He realized that when a shiny Pokemon was going to come up, that the screen stayed black for 1.4 seconds longer mm-hmm. because it had to load an extra animation. So he taped a little light it's sensor screen, to the bottom actually. screen. Yeah. And then attached it to a little uh, uh, circuit board that he mm-hmm. built. He built an Adreno-based uh, system. Mm-hmm. And then he just had it sit there and try to catch Pokemon over mm-hmm. and over and over, and he would run away from the battle. Yeah, he actually connected wires to the uh, the button controls on the, the DS board. Right. Uh, so it would send signals to cast and then... Uh, there's Run a couple away. other yeah. buttons so that it had to This guy is not do. messing around. And no, then, he's and serious. When it took 1.4 seconds extra to load, he knew a shiny was coming up. It would make an audible alarm. <laughs> uh, then he would go over and then he would, you know, he, catch it. Yeah, no, it was impressive. He was He's catching Pokemon at 120% efficiency. And he's <laughs> over the max. That's Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I've heard they're rare, but are they that rare? Well, like, yeah, I, I, I really don't know. I I've, I've haven't seen one or anything yet, but I also haven't put in enough play time that I would expect to. 
But that seems like that's that's a lot of well, dedication. Let's, let's put it this way. It's got to be rare enough to where this was the easier solution. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all of that work, easier than catching the shiny Pokemon. All right, well. Even his demo video, I think it ran for 45 minutes or so before he got one, so... What, really? I mean, it wasn't it was, that long. He, he said in the video that it normally didn't take that long. Oh. It might be off on 45 minutes, but it took a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And it, he has the whole thing in there in time lapse. You can just see it go. It oh, I thought you the video was 45 minutes long. No, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he time lapsed it. But to actually get that shiny Pokemon was a long one. Yeah. So basically, if you want a shiny Pokemon, you just go find this guy in the trade center or whatever. And he's just, <laughs> he's just like handing them out like candy. Yeah. Here's your shiny Pokemon. Got him for days. <laughs> uh, he's like. That would be like the opposite of the guy who found the new legendary Pokemon. He like decompiled the game yeah. and found uh, ones that haven't been released yet. Yep, and refused to share it with anybody. Yeah, he is not Which sharing Which is good. That. <laughs> I yeah. think it's, it's much better for the game. Well, balance. he said, I think what he said was he didn't want to destroy the spirit of trading and the he, game. Yeah, he didn't so, want to ruin online. Right. So, or he didn't want them to come after him and shut him down. I think it's probably the more likely Or outcome. he just wants to stay extra cool and be the one guy who's got it uh, compared <laughs> to everyone else who doesn't have it at all. But that guy, I mean, he's got like a history of hacking 3DS. He's the one who got a uh, portal working on really? 3DS. Yeah, it's hmm. the same guy okay if you look at his, um his channel on youtube i think it's just like SME. like me yeah like, like s-m-e-a like a SME second in command hook. from hook okay yeah. you know SME. um and i i think that's it's either that or me get the pokemon me something really close to that and uh it's got portal late breaking news oh late breaking news or late breaking update this is from twitter at liam grew the odds of finding a shiny Pokemon in the wild are 1 in 8,192 battles. Oh, my God. Okay. So that is definitely the easier yep. solution. Yeah. Build Especially a machine. You want to catch multiple ones. <laughs> so, uh, and wow. then from Ray, uh, pretty damn rare. There's a technique to finding them that makes them easier, which is playing normally. Generally never happens. I found my first one ever like two days ago, and he's been playing since the original games. Wow. All right. <laughs> so... Who wants to build a light sensor with me? Yeah. Let's do this. Like, I, I, don't, I don't give a crap takes, about the thing, but I want to build a device. The time it, lear- it takes to learn how to, the light sensor works <laughs> and to build a device, starting from zero, probably still faster. I mean, if Race <laughs> hasn't found one since the original games, that's what, like, that's insane. over a decade. What do you do if your Pokeball fails at that point? You cry. Those can <laughs> fail? Yeah. Well, I think there's there's one that's like the Master Ball or whatever, and that one's a guaranteed catch. Oh, okay. But otherwise, they have a chance of escaping, and there's various grades of Pokeballs that are better. Yes, that's very true. Well, look at you, yeah, the Poke Master. I'm all the way to Route 7. Are you? Yeah. You still play? <laughs> yeah. I th- well, yeah. I don't have a lot of time, but I play like a little bit here and there. Between street I mean, not not enough time to get a shiny or a spe- yeah, no, nothing, or a sparkly like or whatever this thing shiny. is. Shiny. No time for 8,000 whatever. 8,192. Yeah. Good memory. Well, I, no, I can't see it. I, I just remembered. <laughs> you did remember. You like to try to play that off. You do have a good memory. He's like, no, I can. Re- oh, no, I did remember. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, I do have a good uh, I'm hoping that fact isn't it, with me for long. Isn't that a square? Uh, is. is it a perfect square? Yeah. 2048, uh, 4096. I'm not going to take the time to think that out. It's a square. Look at you. you he nerd. wins. <laughs> um, That's really impressive, too, by the way. Uh, squares are awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh, so GTA Online. So I have something to say. You know, GTA yeah. Online released their patch this week. They say they're finally fixing the problems with Online. Finally. They've said that before. Sure. Um, so that now they'll be able to, at long last, release the stimulus that they've been promising forever. Awesome. Like three weeks after they meant to release it. Anybody else find it suspicious that it's the same week that Call of Duty comes out? Nah. I feel like it's kind of like a come back to this. Stay with us. Don't forget. Nah. We'll give you money to keep playing. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, are, I, I mean, I guess GTA people are the same people as Call of Duty people. Not all of them. I'm not generalizing about all of you. <laughs> You're not the Sorry. CEO of Activision. I'm <laughs> um, just saying that, like, there are a lot of people who would have been playing GTA who would also be interested in playing Call of Duty. So I can see that. But Call of Duty's multiplayer also isn't getting great peer reviews yeah mm. i played a little bit of it uh last night i have not tried the extinction mode yet you uh, have to unlock it uh i think it, it was unlocked for me right away i don't know oh. what it was it's like you I, have to go i have to go to multiplayer mm-hmm. then you like hit b to back out and then it's like main menu extinction or okay. cancel and then you can choose extinction. I, I haven't played it yet either but i know the guys actually did uh, let's play in it yesterday and uh they all were very happy with it especially ray and if ray's speaking well of it then that's usually a good sign I'm outing you, Ray. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I, I've been I've been playing a little bit of the single player and uh, played like a match or two of multiplayer last uh-huh. night. And 
it's what you expect so far, I think. I, you know, honestly, I've always enjoyed the, the Call of Duty single-player experience. It, it's very cinematic. It's pretty much the same thing every time, but they have stories. They have characters that are interesting. They have a little, dog. They have a dog now. I uh, the dog's kind of cool. The dog is pretty cool. So, uh, apparently, according to... Who is it? Uh, according to Hightower's World on Twitter, the guy who made the Japanese horse racing <laughs> video, the, uh, the stimulus is happening right now. I logged in right before Ooh. we came online. On know. the patch, and it was not live yet. Well, people have been like starting to report this coming in, but they're sort of doing it over the course of a day. Mm. So, like, not everyone is getting it at the same exact time. I'm not sure really there's a whole lot of impact to that, honestly. So, $500,000 is nice. Uh, and it, if you're working through, it can take a while to get that. I mean, on a good night, assuming you are middle of the road player, you're probably only making fifty thousand dollars or so yeah i feel uh, like it was a bigger deal probably when they first announced it you know yeah. it was they announced it it was what like maybe a week week mm-hmm. and a half into like all the issues they were having all the players were still really new they hadn't found all of the, the yeah. sell your infinite motorcycles glitch or whatever like so now people have a lot of money at the time they didn't and so five hundred thousand sound was like a lot yeah. that was enough to buy your apartment do all this stuff but now it's there still are people, a lot. but there, but now there are people it's with like twenty million, and the you know the it's the economy is broken. So I'm not sure. The There's also it's, it's still a lot for me. Like as someone who's played yeah. a lot of online, I have you know a couple of cars, mm-hmm. a shitty apartment, and I still only got like fifty thousand dollars in the bank. I mean, there's there's just not a lot to do with it. They haven't re- instituted a lot of that in game <laughs> stuff or uh, what I'm I guess Heist the end and, game, yeah. Uh, yeah, heists, things like that. Things where that might have a big dollar value investment you got your apartment which you can get a decent one for a couple hundred thousand uh you can buy a bunch of cars if you want to but still uh most of the things that you would want you have to unlock eventually so you have to play the game get your experience levels up and as, as part of doing that you're getting money anyway so i don't know it's i guess it's nice but it's not really a critical thing of course i'm saying that be having uh acquired some money early on so i'm, I'm not hurting for yeah, cash you guys right now. Uh, you guys you went at it. Glitch, nah you? nothing happened we just have money Right. Okay. Magic money. Yeah, magic money. Magic money. Yeah. You found it on the side of a road. A well. scare officer. <laughs> it was just there when I got into my car. Uh, they, they did say that they're uh, planning on putting out their first, like, content pack. So they're mm-hmm. doing a, the beach bum The beach bum pack. But they also said, um, like, when they made that announcement, that they would be sharing more about heists and that sort of stuff n- next week. Of course, this mm-hmm. was... Like next week, week which is last week, which so, is yeah. I guess I mean they've been focusing more on getting this patch and getting the stimulus out, and now they'll hopefully do it. But but Beach Bum's supposed to be this month, and then I you know the mm-hmm. the hope is that heists get here quick, yeah. smart because I, no one's waiting around. I feel like they've been kind of mismanaging their message in that they're saying things and setting dates. And then letting the dates slide, and then not saying anything about the fact uh-huh. they're letting those dates slide. They either need to make announcements without dates, or make announcements about dates, and then on that, those dates when they pass, be like, "Yeah, it's going to be a little while longer." Whoops. Or yeah, the, bad. Yeah, the only time they've said anything is they'll be like, "Oh, um, next week," and then they won't say anything until Friday of that next week and go, "Next week." Yeah, it's just—it's not the best way to go about it. The cloud side system seems to be having a lot of trouble lately. I mean, there. So GTA obviously had a huge issue. Uh, there were some reports of Battlefield Four people losing their, you know, character information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, I think I've heard a couple rumblings that Ghosts has had a similar problem. Yeah, a friend of mine, uh, Batman also has that problem. A friend of really? mine was playing Batman for several hours and uh, got a corrupted save and it got fucked up. Did all these people have, like, one cloud service provider that they were going <laughs> through and it's, did that person just really didn't have their shit together or what? I, I but, they're all using, like, the same guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, Tom. Tom like, the cloud guy. Tom the cloud guy. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty, a, pretty cheap. It's in Russia. A, he's got a computer over there. <laughs> You want save game? Okay, I save. <laughs> Backup, sure. It's a, it's I write it down for you. I keep it on back. On notepad. It's yeah. Cousin Roman. He's stretched out. <laughs> want to go bowling? Here, let me read this thing. Uh, I want to remind everyone that this episode of The Patch is brought to you by the mighty quest for epic loot. Build your own castle, plunder your friends, become the richest man in opulencia or woman, uh, and never forget to brag about it. Buy a double O Founders Pack now for early access to the beta plus tons of exclusives. Anyone can get instant access to the beta, tons of in-game currency, as well as exclusive items and access to the mage character. All you have to do is purchase the Double O Founders Pack at themightyquest.com. Visit themightyquest.com for more details. In fact, I've got it right here if uh, you want to show it. Hopefully I I can uh, do this from looking at the screen from a distance. But uh, it's actually a really fun game. I started playing it earlier today. It's a yeah, we did. This is on it. Yeah, uh, and it is a really fun uh, like drop in, drop out kind of game. You can get in, you play a little bit, 
and then come back to it later. So you build like your castle here, which yep. is like the tower defense aspect, uh-huh. and it's like where you upgrade your character and shit. And then you can take your character out, and you find like these other floating castles, and you go and you attack them. So and those are actually other players' castles, right? So it's kind of multiplayer. So yeah, you uh, you have to make sure you have your castle defended so that people don't come. See, this is boxy on the patch, obviously. So, so you can just go into Welcome, anyone boxy. else's castle and try to invade. Yeah, yep. uh, there's a you'll fight whatever defenses they have set up. It uh, if if you successfully rate their castle, they lose like twenty percent of the gold that they uh-huh. have. And then it locks them down so that they are protected for a while. What, you only took 20% of their gold? You're, yeah, you're I mean, greedy. You're polite, you know. You, someone else's house. you got to be a good guest. As far as, like, plundering someone else's castle, though, being like, some uh, skills, man. It's fine, I'll leave you 80% of it. <laughs> hey, you look like a good guy. I don't want to leave you in a bad way. I'm only going to take a little. <laughs> you want backups? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can see, it's just like a hack and slash. It kind of reminds you of Torchlight, but it's written, like, really tongue-in-cheek. It's pretty funny. That's a sweet sword you got there. Actually, yeah, the thing, uh, I will say the music in this game is actually pretty good. Uh, it's very epic. Yeah. And uh, the little shout things the guy shouts out is also really funny. He'll yeah, say like, something like, I'm going to take all your stuff. Ha <laughs> ha. You suck. Everyone has like a, or the different characters, um, shit, I'm out of health potions. Uh, have like, there's three different classes, I think. There's like a warrior, yep. which I'm playing right now, a mage, which you only get through the founder's pack at the moment, uh-huh. and a hunter, which is like a ranged uh, yep. guy. I'm going to die because I forgot. To, yeah, you are. I forgot to make potions before I came. Uh, rookie mistake. Yeah, total rookie mistake. <laughs> You're uh, playing like a level five there, Gus. So uh, you can check it out if you go to themightyquest.com right now. There's uh, different levels. You can get into the beta right away. <laughs> you um, just giving up? It's like, yeah, oh, it's over. Up. All right. Um, Off camera, Gus is dying yeah. right now. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> no, he died. So, okay. Goodbye, Gus. Uh, anyway, check it out. Glad to have him as a sponsor. Always uh, always thrilled to have uh, uh, a game we can, we can show off. <laughs> anyway. And that's really embarrassing that I died. I'm going to put the you, are, you should be embarrassed. You should point out that you're playing on a trackpad. Uh, yeah, boxy, the trackpad does make it a little different. Uh, boxy, like, the owner of the distance. castle, will now be able to watch you fail on the patch and in the replay that he can watch <laughs> on his uh, his install. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> it's a fun game. I could, I'm, I'm totally seeing myself playing that some more. Um, uh, did you hear... I don't, I don't know why I start things with a cheer. Do you see that uh, Notch is going to be on the late late show with Craig Ferguson it's on Thursday? Crazy. It's like worlds are colliding. Yeah, the gaming world and the popular TV culture world—they're all coming together. Do you think it's like TV realizing the power of Minecraft <laughs> as a popular game and trying to use that to capture that audience to get people to what? watch TV? This guy's made made over a billion dollars. Nah, we'll talk to him later. Well, I don't. I, I, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see the. It's, it's why has it taken this long? Something. Maybe he's making an announcement. Could be. You know, I mean, they they mm-hmm. sometimes go on to make announcements. Otherwise, they usually go on to promote something new coming up. Right? Like one of the other guests on that same show, as I guess, Cat Denning. Oh, okay. Um, who's you know, I mean, crossover with Minecraft. I'd like to see it. Sure. <laughs> um, to you know, for to you know, promote Thor. So they promote stuff that's coming out, <laughs> mm-hmm. or maybe make an announcement. So maybe that's. What's going on? I wonder on if there? he's going to announce the end of Minecraft. It's done. Like, final patch released. Be like, well, we had fun. <laughs> we had a good run. We're just shut everything Somebody down. made a billion dollars. I'm not going to say who. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mistakes were made. Some stuff went right. Uh, I'm not going to go into any details. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, you figure if he's making an announcement, why wouldn't he just do that on his own? Like, I, I, don't, I don't picture uh-huh. Notch as being like, Let's book some time on Craig Ferguson. I'm ready to do yeah, this. He, he doesn't he, need the right. platform. He doesn't seem the type for it. I'm just, I, I'm trying to figure out like why else he would go on. Maybe he was already here, still in the states because of Minecon, which was you know last weekend, and you know this opportunity came up. Someone reached out to him, and he's like, yeah, sure, why not? I mean, do you think this is honestly the first time anyone has reached out to him to be on one of these shows? It does seem like it's kind of late in the game for that kind of reaction. I don't know. I, I can't picture you know. Someone like Notch, like on The Tonight Show. No, I mean, it's an odd crossover, but I mean, it could be that just no one's thought to have... I mean, you haven't seen any other video game developers on any of these late night shows either. Um, Someone I think Cliff has gone on one. Okay. Yeah. Jim, Jimmy Fallon regularly has uh, Reggie Philomy. How do you say his name? Fiume? Fium, yeah, Fiume. Yeah. I always just called him like Phil's name, and then everyone was like... <laughs> so then I, I think it's fees me. Yeah, and I think he also, Jimmy Fallon also had people from Naughty Dog for okay. Uncharted 3. So, uh, Seems like Jimmy Fallon is the one that's going to run that kind of stuff, if anybody. Right. So I is, could, that, I, is that Late Late? Is that who's? That's uh, the, it's after the Tonight Show, the Late Show. No. So he, well, sure. so not just going the on Jimmy the Late Fallon Late Show. show. Who is Craig Ferguson. Lee? Okay, so that's Craig mm-hmm. Ferguson. Which one is Jimmy Fallon's? They're all named like the same thing. He, I can never. He's on the one after the Tonight Show, the, the one that used to be Letterman. 
the later show. show. The occasionally show. The evening show. Late, late night. night. Late night show. That's right. We had all the right words. So there's like there's like the tonight show, late night, and then the late show or the late, <laughs> late, <laughs> show. The late, late show. It's like you get you have like three words. I think you they're banking combine you're make I, the title. either be too tired or too drunk to really care what the title of the show is. You just flip it to whichever channel you like. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I can honestly see that maybe that's just not no one's approached him. Uh, it's possible that this is the first time someone said, "Hey, do you want to be on TV?" Okay. It is. I can see it being one of those things where where there's all these parents going, "My kid plays this Minecraft all the time. What's Minecraft?" And someone goes, "Let's ask the guy. What yeah. is Minecraft?" <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to see uh, to see that. I'll definitely watch that. And, uh, I think it said Thursday night, so tomorrow night. Uh, we'll, mm. we'll see what it's all about. I don't, I'm never. I'm, I'm an old man. I never stay up late <laughs> long enough to watch that show. So well, I'll, 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 DV- late, late. I'll DVR it and watch it earlier before work work. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was other news this week uh, regarding uh, the Steam Box. So yep. Valve released the prototype mm-hmm. of what they pictured the Steam Box will look like. Uh, which, looks like a box. Yeah, it was kind of surprised. Square. Yep. Well, Console-ish. There it is. There's a picture. It looks like an look. H- it's got a power button on the side. Uh, it's a sexy black case. It looks like an HTPC to me. It does. It does yeah. Yeah. Or DVR. Because well, it's, or... it's like it is. It's, when you get down to it, it is a living room PC. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. like what. That's what that is supposed to be. And they're not going to make any of those first party. They're, they're going to make the controllers first party. Mm-hmm. Well, that but that one is going to be first party. That's their their demo, the their betas, yeah, testing thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's not what and what their hardware partners are making. Right. And uh, they, they still haven't sp- tacked down a spec, right? I mean, and that's what part of this demo process they is. Had a, yeah, well, it's no, like they, a range of specs. It's yeah, like they, yeah. three they've tiers. Said, they've said yeah. basically, um, look, we're making an operating system. These hardware partners, they're going to make their own machines that will run this operating system. Mm-hmm. But they're going to vary for depending on, like, if they want to go for performance, if they want to go for, like, a really tiny size, if they want to go for something that's super cheap. They can do whatever they want. They can put their own specs in there. Yeah. So there will be a huge range I mean, of specs. Of can, Steam can you catch machines. a shiny Pokemon with a Steam box <laughs> is the real question everyone wants to know. Well, with a little bit of wire and know-how, sure. Uh, what I really wonder is if um, that's going to end up taking this the way of, the say, the tab- Android tablet market. Because, I mean, there's everything from a really crappy knockoff up to things like the Kindle Fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that means that it may just get really confusing for the consumer unless there's something that really I mean, tags it down. It's true, but it, like in the end, it is a, a gaming PC. Yeah. The the thing that makes it different more than it's anything an is or, uh, yeah. the is just the controller. That's like the sort of standardizing factor. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, it's a PC, and everyone's got completely different PCs. You know, they're mm-hmm. like trying to nail down a spec for like what what is a gaming PC. Like you can't do that, and so they're no. really going with that philosophy what, for this too. What I'm hoping is that they at least have tiers that they can glump these machines into. Like this is a tier one Steam Box, a tier two, and a tier three. Like this game, which is really graphics intensive, you know, you requires a tier three. This one, which is, you know, not quite as complex, you can play on a tier one. I think they were um, saying something about they want to build, like, into like the Steam OS. Be like, you can like the machine that you're using this on right now can play this game really well, hmm. or this game recommended really well. settings, or yeah. yeah, just so it'll it'll since it knows what your specs are, it can recommend games based on what it can handle. Yeah, as opposed to the other way around, saying get a better machine. It's I, saying these are the games that I still don't get it. I mean, I just that's uh, a computer. I want one. It is. It, I will I'm say that it. it's um, the risk there being that they're trying to move into that sort of couch gaming market, and the couch gaming market goes, "This is an Xbox. Yep. This is a PlayStation, and this is a uh, Nintendo." And no one calls it it's still going to shoot them in the foot, I think, that they're not going to be able to keep it uh, price-matched with any of the other consoles because they're not going to support it through, unless they're going to start supporting it through game sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, PS4 and Xbox have got them cornered on that. Maybe if you can make a Steam box that converts into a hat, <laughs> you, they'll subsidize it. My, that's a fetching chapeau and game <laughs> system you have there. <laughs> I tip my console to you. <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 you know, who knows? They're, they're, uh, Valve is used to trying new things when mm-hmm. it comes to uh, you know sales. I mean, Steam was a big experiment. Team Fortress 2 going free-to-play, subsidized mm-hmm. by hat sales. <laughs> I'm sure they have a crazy idea. Um, That'll that'll subsidize it and I guess make it more in line with the console. And you think about it, like PS3 when PS3 launched, it was like six or seven hundred bucks. Yeah, you could build a, an HTPC like that for, yeah. in that price range. But again, Valve's not really bearing most of the financial risk for the machines themselves. Also They're doing true. the controller, and the controller everyone will buy because everyone is going to want that. I mean, I guess you can mm. still use a keyboard mouse, but if you're going to be on the couch, you're yeah. going to get this controller. 
And so they're the ones making the controller, and the hardware part, the hardware partners are going to be the ones bearing the financial risk for whether the machines are a success or not. Well, yeah, they, want, they want to proliferate the use of yeah. SteamOS. That too, yeah. So, well, and it's going to make all the hardware guys one. It's going to push the hardware man- manufacturers to really try and cut corners and slim the price down so they can keep it in a, you know competition. So that's, I don't know, it, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, it's, it's a nice idea, but having it just a totally open system like this for anybody to make one, I think we're going to see a lot of consoles consoles all over the place with no, you know, very locked down hardware. And you never know what you're going to get when you buy one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping they lock it down to some degree, but I, I don't see why you wouldn't just buy the controller and play it on your, your home PC. Well, and they, they leave that option open, right? Yeah. Well, and, and there's a lot of games. So uh, the SteamOS is going to be Linux-based, and it can mm-hmm. run... Any of the Steam games, there's like 300-some-odd Steam games that can run on Linux. Mm -hmm. For other games, it actually requires your PC to run the game and stream it to the Steam box. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, again, anyway. uh, Well, I mean, not only that, but Valve has already said that they're not going to develop titles explicitly for SteamOS. Uh, I think... Not not exclusively for Not exclusively. So, you won't need to have SteamOS for any particular reason, uh... All right, you know, I it's one of those things that I feel like sometime down the road maybe this will make sense to me. Like they'll something will happen where it'll all kind of come together. It's like the end of an M Night Shyamalan movie, you know, the good ones, <laughs> like not the, the shitty ones. Yeah, like it'll all kind of fit together and form Voltron or something. And Steam was dead the whole time, <laughs> <laughs> but so far it just doesn't it doesn't sell me on anything. Hmm. I'm, I'm unless they want to send me one, and then maybe it'll sell me on one. I really could have used one of those controllers <laughs> when playing the Mighty Quest for Epic Loot right now. <laughs> I might not have died in Boxy's castle. It's true. Although, um, you know, when that controller is actually using dual trackpads instead of mm-hmm. um, instead of thumbsticks. But they're supposed to be much better than trackpads like the one you were using like that are attached to the keyboard. They're supposed to be, like, amazing. Hmm. I'm, I'm, but they I'd are love to try one. So I'll, we'll see. Yeah, who I knows? really want to try the controller. It mm-hmm. It seems so weird, but I'm like... Okay, I'll yeah, try. I'll, I'll give this. I'll give this a try. I saw them playing Civ on it, and I'm like, look, if you can get Civ working with the controller, yeah, I never thought I'd see it. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> an RTS on any kind of controller. Um, there was old. There's been old RTS ports for consoles. Starcraft was right, on PS1. Not good ones. Okay, though. good ones. Yeah. Okay. Hey. There's like no the, successful implement. Even I think the best I ever saw was uh, Halo. Uh, and that Halo did, Wars, yeah, Halo Wars did okay. Supreme Commander had a pretty decent interface on the Xbox 360 as well. Mm-hmm. It was, um, and it was very like simplified down. But Civilization Revolution, I really enjoyed. Oh, Civ Rev is awesome. It was yeah. great. That's a great game. You can even play that on iOS. I still have it on my iPhone. I play it every now and then. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I, I get like into these weird phases where I'll just play nothing mm-hmm. but Civilization Revolution for like 40 hours, and I'm like, oh, my Hurt. There was you get that like, like gamer claw, <laughs> and I just like can't stop. And I'm like, why? It's just Civ, except it's console Civ. You remember that guy a few That's months good. ago who had been playing Civ Two, like a Civ Two game for like 15 years, yeah. uh, and the game had advanced like in game time, like. 10,000 years had passed <laughs> and like he was in this perpetual state of war where like the entire planet was destroyed and it was like two or three giant armies fighting each other to a stalemate. That's a really dark future. Yeah, yeah well he, 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 there was an update like last month I think from the guy talking about how the war is still going and he's like outlining his strategy to try to retake cities and... I, I love that he sounds like a stranded like war journalist. Yeah. Writing like, back from the future. Yeah, just being like 10,000 years, the war continues. <laughs> I, I'm doing my best to survive. You know, he's been the one in charge of it the whole time. Maybe really he needs to start thinking about replacing the commander. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you can maybe you can argue he's the one who's fought it to a stalemate. Yeah, maybe it was that's true. Okay. War to maybe with. it is an, a, a very dauntable enemy. Oh, there, oh, there it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So you can see, like, all the, the skulls from, I guess, all the nuclear blasts. And everything's just totally <laughs> developed on and over. That looks insane. No infrastructure remaining. Yeah, that's uh, I I loved Civ and Civ. Well, I wonder what the life of a peasant would be like in that particular game. It's <laughs> like you're mining uranium for nuclear missiles <laughs> your whole life until you get hit by a nuclear <laughs> missile and that's it. And then another peasant comes to mine the spot where you got hit. Yeah, yep. there was uh, there was another game recently. It was um, someone had been playing the game, same game of Sim City for like five years, just like the, this like one city, I guess, just just constantly, and just showing like how developed it mm-hmm. it had become. It's crazy that. Games like don't eat, have that that ceiling. They're like, yeah, you no can kind of termination. Yeah, and they go, yeah, you can have three armies, you know, fighting in a in a nuclear wasteland. Like, how 
did they even how did they the developers see that how did they build that possibility in so by that it's point amazing. was it just like wall to wall buildings i mean the entire map was just one big I think metroplex if I, if I recall is it like dread? he was playing the version like he was playing SimCity 2000 with the Arcop- apocalypse arcopolis uh, the arc arc arcology arcologies the arcos and so he had built tons of arcos to try to maximize the amount of people he could put in there right I yeah, think, it was, I think that's what it, it was. was. Like, it was really impressive to see. I was just like, yeah, I've, I've gotten as far as like just building avenues instead of streets. <laughs> like, you know, but I, but I appreciate the amount of dedication that it takes to play yeah, good a for game you, man. For, for five years or, you know, into 10,000 years in the future. Like, that's so incredible. This guy has like the exact opposite of ADHD, right? Like, he's got hyper focus. Because I couldn't pay attention to that for that long. There's no <laughs> way. Way too much focus, dude. The new SimCity is out. They've got there's a Cities of the Future uh-huh. expansion that's coming He's next like, week. No, 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 no. I got this. <laughs> like current technology of 1982 is still working just fine for me. I still have not played um, the the new version of SimCity that came out recently. It's oh, good. The uh, EA, the one that was all locked down and you had to be online to play. Still, right? locked, still locked down, dude. They, they, still, still. But now it's just that they they don't have the same kind of server load, so you can't get online. Yeah. Uh, GTA but yeah, style. I, I'll, I'm sure I'll get around to it eventually. I love those types of games. Yeah, um, I only started playing it a couple weeks ago, and I sat down and I was like, "All right, I don't know how to do any of this." And so I was, I learned it very slowly, and then like 12 hours later, I was like, "Where is everyone?" And everyone had like gone to bed and left me, and I was just like, <laughs> "I was like, oh, it's like 5 a.m. I should consider going to bed." It's just like one of those games that you get completely lost in. It's re- like it's actually yeah. really, really good. Yeah. And they did say they're mm-hmm. looking into adding offline support at some point. In the future. How nice of them to add functionality that's already been proven to exist like a year after the game releases. Someone took a screenshot of, God, I'll have to look this up. Uh, I saw it on Reddit. Uh, they said that th- we've gotten to the point now where offline play is a feature in the game. They've taken a uh-huh. picture of the back of a Call of Duty Ghosts game, you know, where they list all the features like multiplayer, content download, mm-hmm. offline play <laughs> was one of the things listed there. It's funny. I was reading a story just recently, too, that uh, so Steam does have an offline mode. <clears throat> but it's always been kind of wonky. Like sometimes it would force you to go back online, and sometimes yeah. you, apparently that's a bug. Like you're supposed to have perpetual offline if you would like to, oh. and they've never been able to fix it. So oh, they're I still th- trying to fix the fact that you have to sign back in. I think I read that story. They said they're promised that they're working on fixing yeah. offline mode, that they acknowledge that it's not good. <laughs> so it's weird. Again, it's like it's kind of like the Xbox reboot issue. It's like right. one of those things. It's like this is your platform. Fix like, how do you it. not know this? Yeah. Yeah, the, Is there, um, isn't there someone in charge of this? Isn't someone responsibility to make things work? No? It, no? Well, it, it does seem All like right. a weird bug being like, we don't know how to make it so that you can stay <laughs> offline. But then I, again, like a lot of the functions, <laughs> like a lot of the, the cool functions mm-hmm. um, need online anyway. Like the like the sharing like the, yeah. that they're doing the beta for. I mean, don't you have to be online for someone to be able to borrow your game? Yeah, yeah. of course. So it's, it's like you can, sure, go ahead, play your games offline. But... Like all the f- cool stuff, you have to be online for it. Which is so, fine. I mean, I don't, you know, it's there's nothing wrong with having the need to go online for certain features. Uh, in honestly, uh, the Steam offline thing isn't that big of a deal most of the time. I mean, if you're going to get on a plane, obviously you want to still be able to play your games on your I laptop. I know you can. And that, oh. well, no, it's not fixed yet. They're still, working, still working on it. On it. Well, it works of, some of the time. I'm always nervous well, when no, I, I just do mean, go um, offline. Yeah. But now you can get your plane Wi-Fi. You can play while you're taking yep. off. Yeah. Nah, nah, no one wants to pay so for the Wi-Fi. Though. I uh, <laughs> I dropped this beer off the table right you before did. we started the patch. All right, so bet that it's going to explode. And uh, I'm going to open it and see if it explodes here. Hey! hey! Success. All right, pass uh, that bottle opener this way. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, I guess that, that does relate to gaming is the fact that the FAA reduced their restrictions on oh, yeah. portable electronic usage on planes. So yep. now even once the cabin door closes and you're under 10,000 feet, you can use electronic devices. Take off the landing. And there's a bunch of um, – so planes actually have to – or airlines, I guess, have to prove that their fleet can handle, you know, right. the the minuscule amounts of interference from electronics existing, which, let's be honest, no, no one turns their stuff off anymore. But, <laughs> really? Am I the only one that still turns things off? Yeah. I turn things off. You pretty off. much are. All right. I, I thank follow you, Gus. <laughs> well, you've been hanging out with Bernie. I know Bernie yeah, doesn't turn his stuff yeah. off. I know there's a jerk somewhere <laughs> over there who doesn't. <laughs> um, but they've already had a whole bunch of flights, um, like like all the airlines. They were the ones who wanted this as well because customers yeah. hate it. So they well, were then, it, it results it and, in a fight. Every time a flight attendant has to tell someone to turn something off. Oh, so it makes it easier on their employees. So once. This is, this is, I was living in Australia. I was flying with, um, with one of my coworkers. She was, like, not a good flyer. 
And um, like scared, not a good flyer, or like she's belligerent, like not a good flyer. She's okay. like the nervous kind of flyer. And so I had my Kindle, mm-hmm. and um, and she was like, "Are you going to turn that off?" And I was and I was I was like I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll, I'll turn it off." And so like I closed, and she's like, "No, you have to turn it off." And I was like, "Well, that that's like what that is." And she's like, "But there's stuff on the screen." And I was like, "Well." Kindle screens don't actually go to I was trying to explain to her how Kindles work and, right. like, what off means for that. Oh. And she didn't understand, and she was getting in a panic. And there was a little old lady sitting on the other side of us who saw my friend fighting with me about turning stuff off and panicked and called the flight <laughs> attendant. And I had to try to explain to the flight attendant, like, this is, this is like, two years ago. Kindles have been around. Yeah. She's reading. Trying to terrorist. Ex- terrorist. <laughs> like, trying to she has knowledge and words. People how electronics work. It's just, like... Oh, like just for for that kind of thing alone, I'm so glad this is not a deal anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I think the only two airlines so far in the U.S. that have uh, been cleared for this are JetBlue and Delta. And huh. I'm really jealous because my sister-in-law just got married this past weekend yeah. and flew Delta to Hawaii for a honeymoon. Ooh. So uh, well, I mean, her, her husband affects, just bragged about the whole It only affects whole like time. five minutes at the beginning and the end, Well, though, but right? here's the thing is now is you're starting to get, like, Instagram pictures of people, like, <laughs> like during, like, takeoff, you know, of, like, the cityscape, like, really yeah. up close to being, like, couldn't do this before. Yeah, I saw Freddie <laughs> W tweeted that picture, like, uh, a few days ago. Like, yeah. this, this picture was illegal a week ago or something like that. That's, that's probably the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. You're seeing a lot of them now. Hasn't that been legal in Mexico for like years, like Mexico able- doesn't care. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> okay, yeah, good for you, Mexico. It is. It is good. Be to ahead have, of though. the curve. I do. It's that like five minutes. Look, I know we're we're flying into the sky in a giant metal tube, and it's really magical. But staring at the back of the seat for five minutes when I really just want to be playing my DS is You mean you don't much. read the uh, emergency escape plan and figure out where all the fire exits are and <laughs> read the safety instructions? I, uh, yeah, like for, for me, it's, it's like I just want to play a game on my phone or listen to an audio book or, you know, just do something. Instead, like that's – those are the – going up to 10,000 feet and then b- below 10,000 feet is where I have to look at Sky Mall and whatever the fuck the magazine is <laughs> in, in front of me. And Sky Mall is getting worse. Sky Mall is terrible. Sky Mall mm. never changes. Yeah, they used to have like a really like when Lord of the Rings was first coming out, and they had like that amazing selection of Lord of the Rings stuff and Harry Potter stuff, and now mm-hmm. it's just slowly getting condensed down to like now, one page of Batman, stuff, and then and like then, uh, hats for dogs. Well, hey, 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 dogs <laughs> need on. hats. Dogs do need hats. Yeah. I can't believe we're getting shit about this from the uh, person who has a hat for a cat. The sombrero. Yeah, a sombrero for a cat. Let me read this thing it's here. Very Thanks to Squarespace for supporting the patch. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. Squarespace has been around for nine years. They're constantly improving their platform with new features, new designs, and even better support. Squarespace is commerce-ready to provide a powerful and flexible e-commerce solution so you can set up shop and sell things quickly. Whether you need a simple website solution or you are a developer and want to get into the code, there's so much you can customize with Squarespace. Squarespace starts at just $8 a month. You don't need a credit card to start building your website. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code Bernie is best and get 10% off. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. This one's actually patch 11. We got patch 11 for 10% off to show support for Rooster Teeth. That's squarespace.com, offer code patch 11. We thank Squarespace for the support, and I had the wrong copy on here. Now now I want to know what the promo code Bernie is best yeah. does. That's what the, does that that's get you? the RT podcast one. Oh. The patch is patch 11. <laughs> So go to squarespace.com, use offer code PATCH11. Not Bernie's best. No. Nah. no. Only if you listen to the other podcast. Uh, great. great. No, no, no. We, we talk about it. Great. Hush. We want those for us. <laughs> great way to start uh, a website. Uh, super easy interface. Makes great websites that scale dynamically for computer, tablet, mobile. Awesome, awesome service. You know, building websites is how I got into the games industry. Really? Actually, yeah. Like, the first thing I ever did is I built uh, I built a fan site for American McGee's Alice. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and, like, you know, built these forums and all this stuff. It was actually a, it was how I taught myself Perl. Mm-hmm. Like, pro, like, you know, one of my first programming projects did it. And it, like, was amazing. And I started actually talking with, like, the, the brand manager for Alice at um, mm-hmm. EA and then ended up working with him at Ubisoft and actually got to meet American McGee. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> it was, like, it was really amazing. But nice. I just am so happy that I started doing that. I have no idea where I would be if I never started making websites so uh last week when you were on the patch uh i wanted to talk about this but i I just totally forgot or we didn't get around to it is uh i wanted to mention the fact that i've known ashley a long time like you you know you may be a newer face to some of the people watching videos but i've known ashley i 
think over nine years now. Yeah, we would have met. We in met at the oh. first PAX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys gonna get like a chip or something on your ten year anniversary? <laughs> I've been here longer than you. Yeah, you have. So uh, it's good to have you in, in front of camera chatting. Aw, thanks. I, I think some people were like, "Wow, it seems like everyone you know on the uh, everyone talks like friends talking about games, like they know mm-hmm. each other." Like, yeah, well, long time, we've all yeah. known each other long a long time. time. I've known Ryan a couple of years. He's all right. Yeah. Ryan I, and I used to I sit next pay. to each other. I did. At the office. I used to go to lunch all the time. Yeah. I still occasionally run across a picture of you holding up one of my Space Invaders sneakers. Mm-hmm. That was Did ages you steal ago. Steelers shoes? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I got I a fetish big, for it, Space Invaders shoes. It's a big night. <laughs> it's very, very niche. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, was that the first pack? It's crazy. Um, other news. Uh, Unity Engine is available through the independent developer program for Xbox One developers. Yeah, really cool. I mean, there's um, I went at, and I was looking at the list of games that have been made with the Unity Engine. I'm there's a lot it up of, right here. That's fantastic. There's a lot of like really like surprising stuff like that I wouldn't have expected. Well, um, it, the, uh, what I'm shocked by looking at the list of games that have been developed with Unity is the diversity. In oh, yeah, the games that have been developed, like Kerbal Space Programs, on here, <laughs> along with like Shroud of the Avatar, yeah. which is you know the new uh, Ultima, well, Ultima themed game that mm-hmm. Richard Garriott uh, is working on. Uh, and there's just tons of games in here, like all that have totally well, different looks and styles. Is there a, a Call of Duty a lot on of there Kickstarter too? Kickstarter stuff. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, like a Call of Duty mobile game, maybe. Yeah, Call of Duty Strike Team. Okay. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of um, of mobile tie-ins for bigger franchises. I think there might have been a Deus Ex. Hmm. There right. was uh, Age of Booty Tactics, which is not out yet, but it's the Age mo- of Booty Age Tactics. Of, Age Tactics, of, the mobile version of Age of Booty. Age of Booty, Booty. Tactics. Did you ever play Age of Booty? I can't even say that whole sentence. Age of Booty Tactics. That sounds like a makeout manual or something. It's a great game. That would be a fantastic name. Sounds like something in Japan. Yeah, Scrolls. Scrolls. All right. Which is actually a pretty interesting game, but it didn't get all. Well, I feel like it didn't get a lot of newer variety. Yeah, it was out a while ago. Oh. Yeah, like it didn't make a big splash. That's um, six, eight months ago. It was earlier. This yeah, year, like yeah, yeah, March maybe. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were amused by the fact that. So if we remember, um, I guess it was Zenimax, um, the company that owns Bethesda, sued Mojang when they um, decided to call the game Scrolls because oh, yeah. they were saying that it's too much like the Elder Scrolls, mm-hmm. um, which is Bethesda's game. Yeah, we can't have two people using the same words. The same word. Um, well, but, Unacceptable. But, but what's particularly amusing about that is now there's a Skyrim version of Minecraft coming. Yeah. So it's like they their first big interaction with each other was probably a lawsuit. Well, I, it was. Do you, and re- then, do you know how Notch wanted to settle that? Do you remember what he said? He, sa- he challenged anyone from Xenomax to a game of Doom. And whoever, <laughs> he said whoever won the game would get the rights to it. Uh, and Zenimax just like, <laughs> sent the lawyers at him, so he's like, "Okay, okay, sorry." <laughs> I, I just I, that's just a funny story to me. Like, how did mm-hmm. like? Oh, that's cute. How did you meet? Well, you sued me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, is it really? I mean, it's a, a mod for, or basically a, a texture pack for the Xbox version of Minecraft. So, I w- I've always wondered how much interaction there is even there. I think that might even be a d- deal directly with Microsoft, right? Well, it's um, no, it's four J. Like four J is making it. Okay. Um, you know, so there's definitely involvement with them, and they would have to deal with licensing and all that mm-hmm. stuff, uh, you know, anyway. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't, I don't even know that Microsoft would be that much involved. It's more, mm-hmm. um, you know, Mojang and Bethesda, and then of course Zenimax. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, most of these things end up being exclusive to the Xbox anyway. Well, but there's already like they're on PC. Mm-hmm. People are and able to do their own stuff, so time. they've already got a ton of Skyrim yeah. well, themes. I'm stuff. curious to see if all of these themes carry through to the PS4. Versions yeah. of Minecraft. P- Minecraft is a launch title on PS4, correct? I believe that is correct. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Because it was not going to be a launch title title on Xbox One, correct? Which was kind of the weird thing. I can't wait to see what it looks like on the PS4. At, <laughs> <laughs> at I bet they'll point, have boxes. <laughs> the graphics are so hot. <laughs> You'll have ambient occlusion well, on anything, the little. I mean, we joke about it, but uh, I mm-hmm. think the big deal is I bet the maps going to be much bigger. The maps, I'm That's, sure, will be bigger. I wonder they may, in, you know, turn on some additional graphical features that uh, they haven't had before mm-hmm. uh, that might clean up the, the image a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it may not be as modifiable. I wonder as the Xbox version, at least initially. Why not? Well, it's a first you know, offering on the PS4. Well, what they might end up doing is like what they did with the mm-hmm. Xbox 360 when it launched, where they chose 
an earlier build, right. they brought it up to parity with that, and then over time mm-hmm. kept patching and things to try to bring it up to parity with the PC version as I, much as possible. I guess the interesting question would be how much of a disparity there is between developing for the PS4, the Xbox One, and PC. And if any of either of those platforms is closer to the PC, they may not. They may take a much well, more recent there, build. There, there was a story. There, must be. there was a story mm-hmm. this week uh, that the developers behind Assassin's Creed talked about how this development for AC4 was super easy on Xbox One and PS4, but was a pain in the ass on the 360 Step and PS3. Step it back. Which, I, I mean, I, I do get that, though, because they're, they're now scoping for, like, all these, you know, new technical limits. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, but you have to make a crappy version. Right. <laughs> and, and I mean, I, I don't mean to say that ne- the current general versions will be crappy because this hardware is still very good. It's just but more it's, handicapped. But it's like they've, they've yeah. been, yeah, it is handicapped in comparison. They've just, like, they've gone... You know, sky's the limit with their ambitions, and then they have to bring them back to. Well, mm-hmm. you have to make the game work. That's <laughs> that's important. But um, there's a lot of technical differences between working um, like the Xbox One and PS4 as well. That's mm-hmm. you know, Infinity Ward. Um, Mark Rubin guy. He's he said that that was the reason that it that Call of Duty only runs 720p on Xbox mm-hmm. One. Is he was like, well, you know, we have to optimize. We weren't working like we did this technology. We didn't know what the hardware was going to be, so we have to optimize differently. And we got it for the PS4, but then not for the Xbox One. Yeah, this they time. couldn't hit their frame rate so, that they really wanted. Yeah, they want it to be 60. They were like, that's mm-hmm. the important thing. Like this 1080 mm-hmm. is just like a bonus. But so there's there's got to be a, a reasonably significant difference if they weren't even able to get the optimizations in to get Xbox One to 1080p. Or it's like maybe it's you know what people talked about in the current generation where it's like there's more of a learning curve to get things fully optimized in the mm-hmm. Xbox One. You know, people talked about, you know, more of a learning curve on the PS3. Maybe the pendulum's just shifted yeah. a bit the mm-hmm. other way this time around. That's that's absolutely true. And remember, that, like, Xbox One's hardware was shifting, like, yeah. over the last couple of months. So mm-hmm. that's probably not doing developers any favors. Well, in the short run, it will in the long run. Yeah, launch, you know, down the road, people will forget about that. Yeah. It didn't shift that much. I mean, there was a minor bump to the CPU speed, and that was pretty much it, right? I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of change. Not a lot, no. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, everyone will be happy about a bump to CPU. Yeah, yeah. long know, run. No, one, everyone no one's going to complain benefit. about that. You know, that'll give it a little. You bastard! Life. I was planning on having a lower clock system. <laughs> <laughs> it was going to fit perfectly in my cabinet yeah, at hope, lower I hope, gigahertz. I hope no one times their like frames to like clock speed like games used to do back in the old like forty six days, <laughs> where like you try to play it now and it's just like a blur. Oh no! Um, so a bunch of other news. Uh, I'm a little confused about this, but I'm hoping you guys maybe know a little bit more about it for clarity. So Metal Gear Solid Five <laughs> Ground Zero comes out in spring before Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. I think it's like a, it's I think it's like a bridging mini thing. I, I actually don't know a lot about it. Metal Gear is one of those series that passed me by, and I've never gotten into it because the the story is so elaborate and threads through. It's so long. It threads through yeah. so many titles that at this point, like trying to get into it, I feel is. Like, I would have to read, like, several yeah. books to, just to get one of the it's stories. So daunting. I just sort of go, eh. But I think it's kind of like a bridging mini like, so mm-hmm. game. It, it makes me think like of Dead Rising uh, like 2 K-0, K-Zero mm. where they released, like a, de- like, a downloadable game where you play a little bit of the game, and it was like a prologue to the main meat of the game. Well, and uh-huh. that actually had, um, like, it had consequences in the game, right? Like yeah, it, you yeah. Like start, like, at a higher level and have equipment carry over. Carry over, like, a maximum level of 5 or 10, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. yeah. I'm surprised they never went further with that sort of um, XBLA retail game tie-in. Like, they did it mm-hmm. with Fable... Um, they did it with with K Zero, but they don't do it as much as I sort of expected well, them to. I feel like it backfired. Really? Um, yeah. Bernie talks about how he didn't play Dead Rising two as much. He didn't get into it as much because he played K Zero. And with me, like I played K Zero, and I was eh, you know kind of indifferent to it, and I was just kind of lukewarm the whole way through Dead Rising two. It never really mm-hmm. grabbed me. Right. Uh, so I feel like if you give people that taste for a low price point, they're like. You know, I really don't need to buy the whole game. They, they might discover that they really don't want it. Right. And as this, opposed to trying to get them all with the big price and, up front. In this yeah, case, Ground Zero, yeah. I'm looking at it right now, is $20 downloadable, $30 packaged on current gen, I guess at retail, and then $30 downloadable on next gen. So you could conceivably pay 
on next gen. Thirty dollars for a prologue to a game, and then sixty dollars for the actual game. So you're spending ninety dollars to get the full experience. There better better yes. be a lot in there for that kind of price yeah, for thirty that's kind bucks. Of a lot. I yeah. mean, Case Zero was what like Case Zero five, was 15, ten bucks, I think. fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So a quarter you, of the game. Once price? you pass like the twenty dollar mark on a downloadable game. It's got to be. It yeah. better be significant. You better have a, a couple care, hours at I least. I don't care if it's next gen. Yeah. You know the next gen retail game prices aren't really moving, Mm-mm, so yeah. I don't expect downloadable ones to either. I this is basically every time, every year this time of year we see people dig up the old Toys R Us ads from the nineties <laughs> and like scan them and put them on Reddit. And um, the shocking thing to me always is to look at games prices, and you look at like you know. God, back when the N64 was out, making mm-hmm. that transition N64 to PS1. N64 games, you know, 15, 16 years ago were like 70 bucks, you know, for like a yeah. big higher-end title. Some of them even pushed up to $80. And, you know, people complained a lot about that switch on the current gen when games went from 50 to 60 And you think all this time has passed and games are the same price or cheaper. If you just were inflation, you know, 80 bucks back then is like, what, like 100 bucks now? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they cost nothing in comparison. So you're saying games are a good investment right now. You can put, <laughs> put all your money in games. Well, no, they lose their value instantly. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, nah, GameStop will sell them for about, what, 50 cents less <laughs> after they buy them back for you from $5? But uh, it, it's just shocking to me that, like, we, that the scopes of these games and like the budgets for creating a game have exploded to these crazy numbers. You have hundreds of people working on a game and the price is still set at fifty or sixty mm-hmm. bucks. You know, you can play a, a game for hundreds of hours, and uh, it is one of the value. only industries where the cost has remained really consistent, and they just depend on greater numbers of people buying them. Mm-hmm. Like that's greater that's really, market influence. Yeah, like the just greater market share. I mean, how much have have movie tickets gone up? They've they, they've doubled, tripled mm-hmm. since the the eighties. When I was in high school, I used to go watch movies for four dollars. <laughs> I, I remember that. Like, I remember them being like, "We're gonna go. It's like two dollars. We're gonna go see a movie." Yeah. And you'd be like, "Yeah." Yeah. And now, now they get up to what, like twelve? Oh if you man. See the, like the three Ds. Yeah. Probably more. It's per ticket. Yeah. Then you got to buy food, babysitter. Man, it costs my leg. Service charge on internet purchases. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't get. They, they don't have. They don't have to pay anyone for the internet. Right. If you go up to the box office and buy a ticket. You, they are paying someone to do the transaction with you. It, seems, yeah, it does seem like you should save the money by buying it on the internet. I, yeah, I agree. Um, so we're talking about game revenue, selling mm-hmm. games. Call of Duty announced in the first 24 hours they shipped a billion dollars worth of games to retail. That's sneaky, though. Which yeah, is sneaky. underhand. But um, you compare that to, like, GTA Five, which in the first three days did a billion dollars in actual consumer sales. So I'm curious to see how this all shakes out for uh, Ghost because typically, traditionally, Call of Duty games when they launch are the biggest mm-hmm. entertainment launch of the year. But that's not the case this time because of GTA V. But there's also um, – they they haven't specified what platforms they've sold into retailers. A lot of people are saying that if that number probably includes the next-gen versions mm-hmm. that retailers can't sell yet. But hmm. they've been sold in two. It's got to be because I think last year's Black Ops 2, I want to say, did 500 million. Yeah. So it would make sense that a billion would be current gen and next gen. Well, do you think well, they It would also make sense <coughs> that they were just like, how can we make our numbers look better <laughs> than GTA? Yeah. Do you think they're counting uh, people have ordered the current gen version and the next gen version right out of the bat? No, it, that doesn't matter. Doesn't it's, matter. it's just to, con- to retailers. Okay. Yeah, in, in this in this particular number scenario, mm-hmm. consumers are not remotely involved. Okay. Pre-order yeah. numbers don't matter. It doesn't matter what people have bought. All that matters is what have retailers bought. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, it's a, it's a tricky number. It's all like marketing and spin. Like, did you ship it? Did consumers <laughs> buy it? You know, what's the actual number? And I'm sure we're right here, right at launch. So it's hard mm-hmm. to get a solid answer. I'm sure by this time next week we'll have a real feel for how it went and we may not even really get a true number until after xbox one and ps4 come out yeah because people are gonna some people will be waiting for you know a next-gen system to play it on yeah is um is ghosts one of the games that uh they're including in like those upgrade programs Mm -hmm. okay so a lot of people it doesn't actually make sense to wait and buy it if you want to like get it now and then you know pay 10 bucks and then upgrade it you keep all of your you know, character progress and all that stuff. Yeah. Only multiplayer, not single player. Not single player. <coughs> but also, I feel like that message has not been adequately conveyed to the average consumer. I feel like people who are really hardcore into games know that. But, you know, as 
What's well, I mean, Call of Duty has such a widespread of people who play. I would imagine the people that are really hardcore into games are the ones that are going to want both versions, though. Yeah. I mean, if you're just a casual gamer and you wanted to get it early enough that you're on current gen, you're probably just going to be happy with that version. Yeah. Maybe. So we're uh, just about out of time. But bye, before, we, before we go, there's, there's two more things on here that I want to mention. So, first of all, uh, and it's gone. the studio People Sorry. Can Fly got renamed to Epic Games Poland. <laughs> uh, and People Can Fly are the people who made uh, Gears of War Judgment. Oh, okay. And um, they also did uh, Bulletstorm. Yes, and Bulletstorm. And uh, supposedly they're working on Fortnite for Epic amongst a couple hmm. of other internal Epic teams. So uh, it's interesting to see them renamed and brought in to work on such an anticipated title. Yeah. When, when that was announced, I actually had a, a bit of confusion. I was thinking that it was the same studio that did um, Shadow Complex. But that's actually oh. chair, but that's actually chair. chair yeah. So they're like, and you know, Epic has actually a surprising history of collaborating with other studios, given that they are so often a developer rather than a publisher. Right. Um, but in this case, that's not one of them. But still, like working on like Bulletstorm mm-hmm. and Judgment, like that's that's a pretty good pedigree. Yeah. Good judgment was fucking awesome. But it also makes you wonder what Epic is working on. That's a good point. Um, the other thing I want to mention before. Fortnite. Before we go, is the that Bungie said my favorite measure of time. They want <laughs> Bungie said they want. They were talking about the beta for mm-hmm. Destiny. They said they want a million people beta testing. They said that you know, given the history of like kind of <laughs> troubled online launches, you mean they've like been paying GTA attention online. to everything that's been they, happening over the past few weeks. Well, they use GTA as this very uh-huh. specific yeah. example. They said they want tons of people pounding the servers. They said they want real world metrics that they can use to measure server performance so that they're not just guessing at launch day. What's the gateway to that again? Do you have to buy something or... If you just pre-order the game, you yeah, get beta access. Okay, pre-order. any pre-orders. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I normally don't pre-order, but I totally pre-ordered. All right. You're, you're like, I'm going to be one of the million. Yeah, and I got, I got a nifty <laughs> wallpaper for my iPhone too. That's right, uh, I remember. All right, we're at time, so we got we to gotta take cool. off. I want to thank everyone for joining us this week. We'll be back again on Monday with another episode of RT Podcast and next Wednesday with another patch. Bye. Bye.